Johnny, I, wanted, I was going to ask you if you have... Have you still not seen Cobra Kai yet? No. Are you going to watch it? Probably not. Why not? It's like the best TV series that's like streaming right now, honestly. Oh, it's still going? Season 4 drops December 31st at the end of this month. Season 4 I drops. I thought it was just like a very self-contained, like, one, like a 10... Episode. Episode thing, yeah. Well, it is. Each season's 10 episodes. Yeah, but I thought it was just one thing. Oh, you thought it was like a one and done? Yeah. No. You gotta watch it. It's really good. I think you would appreciate it. It's like very 80s. So you're saying it just dropped the new one? No. December 31st, so at the end of this month. Well, since New Year's Eve, basically. Since you bring up uh, Netflix, what do you think about uh, Cowboy Bebop? I haven't seen it. Okay. I heard it. It got canceled. Or it got canceled. I, I read that. Which, from what I understand, like, I mean, our our cousin Joe said he really liked it, uh-huh. but Joe also kind of just goes into things like open minded. Like he's like, okay, he does a thing where he says, "Oh, I'm going to try to separate it from the original material because as a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan, every iteration you have to like remember like it's not going to be the same as the original." So I think going in with low expectations probably helps. I guess I have a hard time detaching myself from like the core content, the original content. Mm-hmm. Like when you talk about Ninja Turtles, the new shit, the Michael Bay shit, it, it looks fucking terrible. I've seen like sections of it, mm-hmm. but like all this Michael Bay explosion and shit, like high graphics, all that stuff, it just some like for some reason it just doesn't compare to like my old school shit when they're wearing like the hot ass costumes and everything is live action. It oh, somehow doesn't okay. compare. You're talking about like the late 80s, early 90s movies. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the cartoon series for a second. So no, 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 no. The cartoon were, were awesome. But okay, they well, don't hold up very well. But Oh, uh, okay. Do you separate the cartoons from the old movies then in your head too? Or do you just no, think of them as one in the same? Because they came out in, in the same time. Mm. Sort of like uh, uh, Batman, the one from the, what is it, like 80, 88 or something? With Michael 89, Keaton. 89, 89. Yeah. With Michael Keaton, right? Yeah. Um,. We had a Batman with like the gothic theme, right? Okay. That came around the same time. That was like nineties. Oh, so, okay. You're talking about like, the cartoon. Yeah. So it gotcha. it feels very what's the word cohesive? Mm-hmm. Yeah, cohesive works. Yeah. Um, Are you gonna watch Book of Boba Fett? Yeah. I'll watch also that. drops this month at the end of the month. I'll watch it. There's a lot of good stuff like streaming wise that's dropping this month. Uh, I think there was a, there's another show that I watched that's also getting like its next season. Was it Riverdale? No, Riverdale already has its. Never mind, it's not Riverdale. Oh, it was on some anime. I forgot which one it was that I watched though. But um, anyway, there's a lot of stuff dropping. Uh, but I recommend. I think you would like Cobra Kai. John. I honestly think it would be up your alley. If you like like '80s style like cheesiness, I do love '80s shit. I but it's not like, like it. a little on the teen drama side. No, it does have teen drama stuff. But that's you can't avoid that because the original Karate Kid had a lot of that too. So it would feel weird without it. But oh, that's true. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Deal with Sense podcast. I am your host, as always, Andrew Roscoe, joined by the badger of the high desert, the self-reclaimed lost cause, because he's always down for the cause, never down for the count, the unnecessary one, Johnny. Hey guys. So this episode is first of all two things. One, it's late because on Monday I woke up really sick and I thought I had COVID and I had to call off work, get tested. Didn't get results until Tuesday afternoon. They came back negative, thankfully. That's why we're here now. 
And I told Johnny, like, Johnny, I might have COVID. I have to stay away from you. We'll worry about recording later. And he's like, all right. Then Wednesday, I felt like kind of better, but I had like meetings and other stuff to do in the afternoon. And then yesterday was the Game Awards. And I said, like, hey, this thing's going to be like three hours long. If I go over there and we watch it, we're not going to start recording till like after eight. And then I'm going to be too tired and you're going to be too tired. So mm-hmm. we figured we'll wait till Friday, which is today. And second part, this is going to be a heavy Game Awards uh, world premiere stuff, heavy episode. All the news stuff that happened this past week, like all the stuff that's going on with Activision Blizzard. I mean, some of that is kind of related a little bit. But that stuff, a lot of the news, the new Sony acquisition of a new studio, we'll talk about that stuff next week, probably like Monday. So this episode will be focused primarily on Game Awards and the new games we saw revealed. And just so you guys know, don't expect too much news, like traditional news. Okay, that'll be next week. So with that said, Johnny, let's take a look at yesterday's winners and nominees, shall we? Now, I will say for a Game Awards... Uh, this is probably one of the less, less, least interesting ones I've seen so far. I've been watching ever since, like, they started these, like, in 2014, 2013. Mm-hmm. And this was, like, the first year where I'm like, man, like, this is actually kind of boring for once. So, not sure what you thought about that. What'd you think? Did you think it was boring or did it? I feel like three hours is a bit much. Yeah, it really dilutes the feeling you get when you see, like, maybe something new. And it was, like, so imbalanced because we would get, like, a whole bunch of reveals and then five rapid awards, like, bam, 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 back to back. And it's like, okay, reveals again. It's like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, who won what? Like, we're just, like, because they did some of the things where, like, for the major ones, they had somebody come up on stage, right? Mm -hmm. Like, here's, like, the winners and stuff. And then, like, the other awards, which seem equally important, but not really, those were the ones where, like, and the winner is so-and-so. Like, okay, next one. Like, like nobody came to present nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just, like, rapid back-to-back. And then, like, a long stretch of reveals. And then back to the wars. Like, it was just very, I don't know, very imbalanced. It felt weird watching it. But it is what it is. So, let's get started, Johnny. Let's talk about Game of the Year, first of all. Because that's the first one that shows up right here. Um, game of the Year went to It Takes Two. Which... I did not expect, never in a million years did I expect that game to win Game of the Year. Because usually Game of the Year is like a, usually a high-budget, high-profile AAA game that's like blows everybody's mind. But apparently It Takes Two is like super good, apparently. Yeah, who was it competing against? Uh, Deathloop, which won plenty of awards anyways on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, Metroid Dread, which won one award. I forgot what it was. I'll see it later. Psychonauts 2 didn't win anything. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, I don't think, won anything. Did they? I don't think so, right? No, I don't think so. And Resident Evil Village only won one thing, and that was for, like, best performance, which was the actress who played uh, Lady D. Okay. So it takes two beat out all of those candidates for Game of the Year. Uh, I have not played this game, actually, so I don't have much to say. Although, it was nice seeing the guy who was like, F the Oscars show up again on stage. Yeah, so I'm glad he. I'm glad his flight out there was worth it. So, what do you think about that one, Johnny? Uh, the only one I got to play was Resident Evil, so I have. Um, I'm currently playing. Bias. I'm currently playing Deathloop right now. So, uh, Deathloop is fun, but I don't. I think it's overhyped. Honestly, playing Deathloop, I f- like. Play, it feels very overhyped. The gameplay or the narrative? 
both. No, actually, the narrative is a little stronger. Gameplay is... I'm only, like, five hours in, but I'm just not seeing, like, as much I of the appeal. I heard you have to go deeper than okay. about five hours. I'll, I'll keep playing it. Um, all right. Next one, we had best game direction. Best game direction went to Deathloop. Now, this one I can kind of see because underneath, like, on the bones of Deathloop, there is something, like, unique here. Um, I can either talk about it now or I can talk about it when we get to the section where we talk about what we've been playing. Do you want me to just talk about it now? No, no. No? Okay. Wait, I want to wait. All right. I'll talk about it later. Uh, other best game direction nominees were It Takes Two, Returnal, Robbed, Psychonauts 2, and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. So, Deathloop beat out for Get Best Game Direction. This is the one we always talk about, Johnny, where, like, like what's the difference between best game direction and, like, just, like, game of the year? Mm-hmm. Like, how are yeah, they... I don't understand. How are they that separate or different from each other uh, to me it would make like of course i'm not gonna do this but it would make more sense if they're gonna like redirection would make more sense right like if the game was kind of failing and they're like fuck they really brought it to life like what is it no man's sky yeah yeah but i don't know in this sense what it's kind of like the oscar means. yeah it's like when the oscars do like the uh film of the year or like best picture of the year and they also do best directors like how different are those two things like is the best director not going to make the best picture? You know what I mean? So, okay. That's how, no, that's, that's how I confusing. view, that's how I view this. Like yeah, best confusing. game direction and then game of the year. It's like, why would those not be the same thing technically? I don't know. What do you think about that? They want to give more awards, maybe? Definitely felt like that, a yeah. close second. I guess, like a runner up. Year. I could see that. Okay. And we got best ongoing. Uh, which was the candidate? The nominees were Apex Legends, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, Genshin Impact, and the winner was Final Fantasy XIV Online. Which makes perfect sense to me. Not to sound biased, but because remember Final Fantasy XIV had that issue where like even they were even running out of like digital codes for the game. Like people were playing the game so much. That's total bias. How is it biased I to can state see a that fact? Smug look in your face. I'm just always like, laughing. I'm always smiling. I'm perpetually smiling, okay? Right. Were you upset that Fortnite didn't win this one, Johnny? I don't give a damn. Although you play Fortnite, I just figured you'd probably be like, oh, No, I don't care. Like, not my Fortnite? Nah. Okay. No, it's going to get its own awards. Like, it's going to get uh, continuous... What is it called? Live No, that's game? that's the same one. Best ongoing. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's the same one. Oh, wait, so who won this? Final Fantasy XIV online. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, I'm all over the place. Today. Yeah, you are. Uh, I, I was I was surprised it didn't go to Genshin because Genshin Impact has been making a lot of waves. But Final Fantasy 14 Online does make the most, uh, like on paper, it makes the most sense. So there you go. Best indie we had 12 minutes, Death Store, Kenna Bridge of Spirits, Inscription, and Loop Hero, and Kenna won out Best Indie, which. I don't know if you can really call that an indie game. Because it has a backing from Sony. Yeah, and also because it just, I don't know, it looks high budget. It doesn't look low budget. When I think of indie, I think of a small team, low budget. And that seems like very, like, gorgeous, like, high production value. Yeah, but so is, uh, what's the game you bought? Um, Little Nightmare? No, that's not this. Mm. The budget is pretty, looks pretty close to Kenna. All right. Well, Little, Light, uh, Little Nightmares 2 wasn't even on here. Which I think does belong here because it's an awesome game. So I'm, I was kind of bummed that I was like, was it Little Nightmares 2 like on anything? And I was looking, I'm like, I don't think it got nominated for anything at all. Was it even the right year? Yeah, it came out this year. Earlier in the year, remember? 
like around February. Yeah, you're right. So that was odd. But anyways, uh, I heard 12 minutes is kind of hit or miss. That's the Annapurna interactive game, kind of just like the Cats one or mm-hmm. whatever it's called, that cat one we saw. Uh, Death's Door is doing really well. That's the that's like the top-down kind of like Souls game. Inscription, I believe, is like a roguelike with like cards. Like There's like a card-building, deck-building element. Okay. And then Loop Hero, I don't know if you remember Loop Hero. Loop Hero was the one where it was a PC game. And you like, it was some game where like you can like change like the map or something, and then like, your character would go around like, kind of like a rock paper scissors thing, and then if he loses, you have to start over or something. But like you could like change like the layout of like the loop he ran. It's hard to explain on paper, on, like, but I'll show you a picture of it later. Uh, best debut indie also went to Ken Bridge of Spirits. Uh, up against Sable, which I also played a little bit. Sable is gorgeous. John, do you remember which one Sable is? No. It's the like that desert one with the guy on the speeder bike, like in the middle of the desert, with like that weird art style. Looks like kind of like a comic. No. Do you remember this one? No. Okay. The Artful Escape, which is like some kind of like music, some kind of artsy music game. I don't know much about it. The Forgotten City, and then Valheim, which was. Um, Valheim was like a PC, kind of like a uh, survival, wilderness survival game, something like that, where you like build stuff, like Stone Age stuff. Anyways, so Kenna, Bridge of Spirits won that one again. So they won two awards, uh, as far as I can tell. Then Best Narrative. This was the one of the ones where like I, I completely agree. And it, that one, Best Narrative, went to Guardians of the Galaxy, which I tell you is a phenomenal game. Not so much the gameplay, but like the characterization and the story and like all the connections there the bound the bat sorry i'm dropping the ball tonight the banter looks great in this game mm-hmm. it is right yeah. I, I think it's it's what has the most appeal for me aside from the gameplay because the gameplay looks pretty hectic and a little claustrophobic but the banter looks great yeah the characters and the plot and like their relationships this game made me tear up so like seeing like guardians of the galaxy one best nerd i'm like it definitely deserves it because it really did it really did kind of touch me so and then the other nominees for this were death loop it takes two Life is Strange, True Colors, and Psychonauts 2. Like, the Deathloop, It Takes Two, and Life is Strange makes sense. Psychonauts 2, I don't know much about, so I'm, I'm curious why that one was. Uh, there must be, like, a solid story there or something. Then we got to Best Art Direction. And this is another Deathloop victory. Uh, Deathloop got Best Art Direction. Deathloop definitely has, like, its own kind of, um, what would you call it? Its own style. Like, when you're in the menu, in the HUD... Like everything's very kind of like art so art like arty like deco like fifties kind of feeling. Yeah, it's got a Bond vibe. Yes. Double O Seven. Yeah, but like Sean Connery Bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You're right. It has like that sixties era kind of like art deco look. Mm-hmm. So best art direction, I can see I, that makes sense to me. And the other nominees were Kenna, Psychonauts Two, Ratchet and Clank, and Artful Escape for that one. Uh, best score in music went to Near Replicant, which. I have not played. Apparently, it has like really great music, so I can't say much about that one. But this was funny because this was one of the categories that Cyberpunk actually qualified for. Like Cyberpunk was one of the nominees, and I can tell you the music in Cyberpunk is dope. It's really catchy. It's very like Blade Runnery. It's really dope. So I'm glad Cyberpunk is getting some kind of recognition this year after the terrible year it's had. So that's a good thing to see. And then best audio design. This was the one, Johnny, you said you thought Resident Evil Village was going to win best audio design. 
because of like the horror elements. Mm-hmm. But it went to Forza Horizon Five, which I'm not too bummed about because playing Forza Horizon Five, the audio in the game is really strong when it comes to like not just the music but even the sound effects, like the rumbling of the motors, like every car sounds different. It's yeah, very I bombastic. Really, I don't really get with that one because that that to me it's like just copy the thing in real life and copy it well and that's it right best whereas, audio design yeah whereas like uh, resident evil you have to be creative with these sounds you have to come up with like what sound is gonna like sound disgusting and creepy and right well if it was best like creepy to sound then maybe you'd be right but this is just overall audio design. i guess yeah it's not best audio creativity award yeah, yeah and then this one returnal was also up for this one uh which is a bummer because I think Returnal also has really strong audio, but um, the fact that they even got nominated, I guess, is good enough. So it is what it is, Johnny. Uh, let's see. Then we got two best performance. The only win that Resident Evil Village got, and this was for Maggie Robertson as Lady D, Lady Dimitrescu. Which is, I mean, if you saw like all the memes and all the thirsting going around Lady D throughout the year, like it would have been criminal if she didn't win this one because Lady D is. Resident Evil Village. Mm-hmm. So I was glad that she won that one. And then what's funny is like you saw, you saw like her voice actor, like her like mocap actor. She went on stage, and she is really tall. <laughs> like like oh is she? Yeah, compared to like the other like the the other woman who presented like the award to her. Like oh wow, she really is tall in real life. Also, so that, I thought that was kind of funny. And then the other nominees for this were uh, Giancarlo Esposito, the guy from Breaking Bad in Far Cry Six, as Anton Castillo. Um, and then two of the characters were from Deathloop. The male character and the female character were also each of their actors, voice actors were also nominated. So Deathloop actually got two nominees under this category. I thought that was interesting. I didn't know you can get more than one. I thought that was cheating, but I guess you can. And games for impact. This is like the one where like the game for the game that has like the best message overall kind of thing. And then I went to Life is Strange: True Colors. Uh, I'll, I consider myself a Life is Strange fan, but I haven't played True Colors yet because I have not found it for a good price yet. And the other nominees for that one were Chicory, No Longer Home, Boyfriend Dungeon, which I really loved. Boyfriend Dungeon was one of the games I actually beat over the summer. And Before Your Eyes. John, do you know, you know which game Before Your Eyes is? Before Your Eyes is a PC game that you have to play with a camera. And every time you blink in real life, the camera captures that and it changes the screen. Which is like a really weird concept. So you have to play with this camera facing you, and it detect it watches your eyes and detects when you blink. And when you blink, like it'll like fast forward or do something to the game. So you're incurred. Is it a random mechanic or is it? I think it's scripted for like like each part of the game does something different. All right. But you're you're encouraged to keep your eyes open. That sounds like a Kojima mechanic. Yeah, you're right. Like, hey, take out your PlayStation card, and I can't read your fucking video games that you played in the past. Kojima did actually do that for a Game Boy Advance game called Boktai, The Sun is in Your Hand. Okay. It, ha- it had a solar-sensing chip on the mm-hmm. on the cartridge, and in the game, you were like a vampire hunter, but you had like a solar ray gun, and to charge it up, you had to actually take your game outside in the sun. That's heavy. Yeah, so it would charge up, and like as you take it out in the sun, like your little meter fills up in the game, and then your weapon is like recharged. But then it sucks because then you can't play the game at night. Exactly. Because it doesn't work with like indoor lights. It has to be solar. So the fact that you say that sounds like a Kojima mechanic, like you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Kojima would do something like a little more kind of 
what would you call that? Like not fourth wall breaking, I guess in a way, but something more like external, right? Mm-hmm. So you're not wrong. Uh, next one was best community support, which sounds vague to me. I guess it's whatever game doesn't have like the worst fans. <laughs> I'm guessing. <laughs> Uh, it was Fortnite, Destiny. Fortnite's not winning that. <laughs> Fortnite, Destiny Two, Apex Legends, No Man's Sky, and Final Fantasy XIV. Final Fantasy XIV Online won that one. Having played Final Fantasy XIV Online, I can tell you the people in the game are very helpful. So that made sense. Uh, and then best mobile game went to Genshin Impact. Well, I was gonna say Fortnite is not hurting. Remember the numbers I told you about how much Fortnite was making? Yeah, I forgot the numbers, but. Not winning this award is not hurting them at all. Oh no, of course not. Of course not. I don't think most of the like the fan base even noticed or even cared that it was like nominated for this. Yeah. Then we got best mobile game, which was Fantasian, League of Legends, Wild Rift, uh, Marvel Future Revolution, Pokemon Unite, and Genshin Impact. And of course, Genshin Impact won this one. Uh, best VR slash AR went to Resident Evil Four, the Oculus one. Uh, over Sniper Elite, Hitman 3, I Expect You to Die 2, and Lone Echo 2. So, congratulations, Resident Evil 4. Two different Resident Evil games won for two different reasons. Then we had Best Action, and this was the one that Returnal did win. Best yeah. Action. Which, compared to Far Cry 6, yeah, because Far Cry 6 kind of bored me. Deathloop? Deathloop's kind of boring me right now. Chivalry 2, have not played Chivalry 2. I think it's like a PC only game. And then Back for Blood, it's like that uh, Left 4 Dead kind it's of zombie looking game. Yeah. yeah. So Returnal won out for best action, which makes sense because Returnal is very heavily action based. And it's very fluid and it handles really well. So good for Returnal. Uh, best action adventure went to Metroid Dread. This was, okay, this was the one that Dread won. That's the only award they won, I think. Uh, I'm just going to speed it up from here now because I'm going to have to listen to everything. Best role playing went to Tales of Arise, which I'm also currently playing. Should have gone to Scarlet Nexus. I enjoyed that game way more, but it is what it is. And then this was also the one that Cyberpunk was nominated for, Johnny, for best role playing. Uh, again, it did not win. Cyberpunk was nominated for a couple of things and it didn't win any of the things it was nominated for. That makes me happy. <laughs> best fighting game was Guilty Gear Strive. Uh, I'm not a big fighting fan, so I can't really say much. The other other nominees were something called Melty Blood, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, Virtual Fighter 5, and Demon Slayer. So, good for Guilty Gear. And then Best Family Game, which is the, usually the Nintendo default category. It takes two, one Best Family Game. That's cool. <laughs> which is funny, because the other nominees were all Nintendo games. Mario Party, Superstars, New Pokemon Snap, Super Mario 3D World and WarioWare. Yeah, that doesn't sound like they compare to It Takes Two. Well, the best family games are always like the Nintendo y games. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny that the one non Nintendo nominee is the one that won the, the that category. And a lot of people were saying it's weird that It Takes Two it got best family game because it's a game about divorce. Mm. And so, like, the game's about coping and dealing with divorce. Yeah. So it's like, how is that best family? Because best family game is supposed to be like the definition of best family game is like the game that's like the most like family friendly, and it's the game that centers around divorce. <laughs> Isn't that it's like like very ironic? Yeah, but it still makes sense. I don't it's know. It's realistic, and it's about them still doing things together and still being a family, although they're divorced, right? Yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's about coping with divorce. Like, yeah, yeah. But 
I don't know. I it's, just thought it was funny. Uh, yeah, it is ironic. And then, like, how could you have, like, that category so stacked in your favor, like, if you're Nintendo and you still lose? Like, four of the five nominees are yours and you still lost? That's just... That's what they get. Embarrassing. From milking the player. Uh, best sports slash racing game. There was F1, which is, like, the racing. There's FIFA 22, Hot Wheels Unleashed, Riders Republic, and Forza Horizon 5, and Forza Horizon 5 1. Uh, still trying, still want to play Riders Republic, though. Have you had any glitches on Forza? I haven't played that much. I've only okay. only played like the first two weeks it was out, and I haven't gone back yet. I want to finish it before the end of the year, though. My uh, algorithm just hits me with a bunch of those all day, like hey, glitches. Forza glitch, yeah. Are they funny glitches at least? They're super random. Like, uh, you'll you'll be driving on a path, and then in a certain section on the path, the road just turns like a neon electric green, like you're in the future. That sounds cool, actually. They're very weird. Or you're just driving, and your car car does a backflip. Okay, the neon, the neon track. That's that's not a glitch. That's what we call a feature. Feature, yeah. The one by your car flipping backward. Yeah, that sounds like a glitch. Uh, you did you hear see? Did you see like the Halo Infinite? The multiplayer has like funny glitches. Which one? Where like the warthog shrinks for some reason. It's, it's <laughs> no. like a it's like a cart. No. And the warthog has like I'll have two like Halo character like players, uh-huh. and for some reason as soon as you get on it, it will just shrink. That's cool. And it looks like your two characters are like on a little like go kart. That's it looks really awesome. It looks really funny. (laughs) That's what I that's that's more of a feature than the glitch, I I think. But um so yeah. Uh best multiplayer went to It Takes Two, which makes sense because that whole game is predicated on it being like two people playing at the same time. The other ones were Back for Blood, Monster Hunter Rise, New World, Valheim, and Knockout City. Uh, and then most antip- anticipated game, which is a really weird category because it's basically an award you win for doing nothing. Elden Ring. Yeah, it was Elden Ring. But it's funny that like you can win an award for just promising to do something. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Uh, what's crazy to me is that it beat out uh, God of War and Horizon. Yeah, God of War, Ragnarok, and Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, and also... Sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Like, it doesn't even have a real name. It just says Sequel to Legend of Zelda and Starfield. So the funny thing is I saw a tweet from uh, who was it Jason Schreier. He put out a tweet about how God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, and the sequel to Legend of Zelda, they were nominees last year also for the same category. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like eventually we'll get those games right <laughs> but like they've been on the list for like two years in a row for like because remember god of war and rising were supposed to come out this year right that was like things supposedly and then they didn't so i guess they're back on the they're nominated again for basically doing nothing <laughs> yeah I, i'm trying to rationalize that and i feel like god of war is a sequel yes horizon is a sequel yes elden ring what is that exactly it's an original game so there's never been a previous Elden Ring. No, but it's from the same studio that does Bloodborne and Demon Souls and Dark Souls and all that, and uh, Sekiro. Okay, that makes a little more sense. Because it's from software, so it's gonna be that style of game where it's like very hard and like challenging. You saw the latest trailer, right? I did with the little pot thing and everything. With the demon and the hair, and it looked dope. It looked pretty amazing. It looked like it was like going Super Saiyan and then it turned to yeah. a flower. Well, yeah, right after you stabbed him in the head. Yeah. The game looks beautiful. It looks very for a, a medieval type of game, which I'm not into. It looks very creative. It looks really dope. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so yeah, Elden Ring is the most anticipated game. Uh, funny, 
And then we got Innovation in Accessibility presented by... I don't know why it's in the headline, but presented by Chevrolet. I don't know why that's important, but it's part of the headline. So this goes, so this award was for the game that was like had like the most uh, access, accessibility options with like the most uh, innovation, I guess. And it was Far Cry 6. Having played Far Cry 6, I can tell you that game has a lot of accessibility. It has like color, it has like a, a colorblind mode. It has subtitles where it tells you what direction the sound effect is coming from and how far away it is, which is really cool. And then the other one was Guardians of the Galaxy, which also I can tell you has pretty decent, yeah, it has accessible features. Ratchet and Clank and The Veil. And then Horizon Forza, I'm sorry, Forza Horizon 5 won for this one. Now, do you know why it won, Johnny? Forza? Yeah. No. Forza Horizon 5 has something really unique where in the cutscenes, there is literally an American Sign Language mode where a person will, a real person pops up in the bottom corner and sign and does hand signs for the entire like cutscene, which is pretty innovative. That's pretty big because I can't think of a single other game that allows you to have sign language to interpret rather than just reading subtitles. What were you gonna say? The subtitles, like, why can't they just read subtitles? Somebody else asked me that, Brian or yeah, one of our friends. Know, yeah, what's the answer? One of our friends asked us, asked me that too. Like, why can't they just read subtitles if, like, they, you know, if it's like sign language? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know. My only, the only thing I can think of is maybe, I think American Sign Language works for other languages besides just American, just English, I mean. Yeah. I think. Because I don't think there's a sign language for every single language. That was the next question. Like, is sign language more, like, oriented towards English? Like, yeah. you do all the nuances for, like, Japanese and Chinese. Diff- and it's different. Mandarin, actually. Yeah, it's different. But How, I what? think American Sign Language is, like other countries or other languages use it as like their base for like sign language. So in some ways it is more accessible than just subtitles would be. What's the language called for Jap- Japan? Japanese. Just Japanese. Yeah. Cause I said Chinese and then I was like, no, it's Mandarin. well, yeah. China, China has Mandarin and also has, uh, Chinese. Oh, that's right. There's like two uh, Mandarin dominant. and Chinese. And there's another one I'm forgetting. It's like some dialect. Yeah. Um, I can't think off the top of my head. Because when you play games that have like subtitle options, China shows up twice sometimes as Mandarin and then as traditional Chinese. So, anyways, uh, and then we get to content creator of the year, which I don't care. Best esports game, I don't care. Best esports athlete, no one cares. No one cares about the esports stuff. So, that is that, Johnny. Uh, and we're about half an hour through. So, we're doing great. Uh, let me get back to the main article. So, Let's talk about the games we saw, Johnny. The new games. Okay, how, how are we going to do this? Because What I can do is I can just read the name and then you tell me, like, stop here and then we'll talk about it. Or you can just be like, pass. Because I have the full list here. I know you wrote down, you took the time to write down your own list. I appreciate that. But I feel like this way is much more, like, streamlined. Yes, but the thing is we're going to mention a bunch of shit that we have no interest in. And we'll just say pass. Okay. And, oh my god. You're like, why did I write this down, right? No, because I kind of have it in the, in the order of like. Okay. Oh, okay, that's fine. Go ahead. But I'm not gonna mention all the games. If you want to mention all the games. No, that's fine. You just talk talk about the ones you saw, and then I'll talk about the ones that interest me. Okay. Uh, this is a, a girthy list right here, actually. So. Oh god. Oh god. Okay. All right. Uh, Doom Spice World. 
Okay, is that an Spice R- Wars? Is it an RTS? That's what I was thinking. That's it looks why like I'm an RTS because I, I like Dune. And have you seen they, Dune? Have you seen I the movie? How do you like Dune then? I, it's a world I want to be invested in, but I okay. haven't seen Dune. I've just Dune seen, like, is awesome. Such like, a great film. I've seen like the documentaries on like the old film and all that. Right? I'm not into RTS, but the fact that it's about Dune that like the IP is carrying it for me, so I'm interested in it too. But it looks like an RTS, right? It very much looks like I, I'm pretty sure it's RTS. Basically, it has like the war, the spice wars, like. Mm-hmm. Whenever a game has like wars, like plural, not singular, yeah. it tends to be like a strategy RTS style game. So, like, like was it Gears of Wars tactics or whatever, like that kind yeah. of a game? So, uh, the one that opened up the show, uh, Senua's Sacrifice. That wasn't the one that opened it, was it? Yeah, it was the oh, first was? reveal. I thought it was the Star Wars one. Okay. All right. Senua. Yeah. Hellblade 2, right? Yeah. Looks gorgeous. I mean, there's a lot of grays and browns and dark colors, but I mean, like, the facial like expressions and the fact that that was like all in game. Oh, I think some of it was scripted though. Like the, when like whenever the camera would pan away from Senua, like I'm pretty sure like you're not controlling it at that point. Like when she throws like that freaking spear at the creature and stuff. Okay. So it looks great. Mm-hmm. The thing is when watching that trailer, it looks a little bit annoying because developers have this, uh, they have this dilemma of how much control do we give the player? If right. We're going to do cinematics. Right. So it looks like they're giving the player a whole lot of freedom with this, but then that can slow down the momentum of like if things are supposed to happen. Like, well, you can see like she turns around and she throws a spear and then she keeps on running. And when she's running, it looks like gameplay, right? Yeah, it does the thing like Gears of War thing where it zooms in like on the bottom, like low angle. Yeah. So, is it gonna be a situation where I'm trying to take an action and then the camera takes over me and then it stops and then I have to take an action again? Yeah. And it's like, fuck, can you just let me go already? It 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 looked like there were, like, fuck, I don't know, like 15, 20 cuts in between that, right? Yeah. And you're not quite sure what's gameplay and what is cinematic. I mean, you can tell what's gameplay because the camera angle will lend itself to what is a traditional gameplay camera angle. Yeah, you can kind of tell. When it follows low to the ground and behind her. Yeah, but in a lot of games, you see, like, uh, you get the cinematic and then you get the zoom in and then you start playing, right? You get the back of the character. And yeah, they do the thing where the camera pans behind them, and then there'll be like a slight, subtle, like kind of like where your your character kind of takes like the the default like idle yeah. animation look. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But in this, are they gonna take that away from me? You get what I'm saying? I think the part they showed us is scripted specifically for this presentation. I don't. Im- I can't imagine they'd be doing that the entire game because that would just be frustrating. Right. Like. Yeah. Five second cinematic and then gameplay five run. Like I don't think, seconds. yeah, it I don't think so annoying. I don't think this particular segment is gonna look like that in the finished product. I imagine they're probably gonna tweak it from between now and then. I don't think. I think this was like presented to be like, hey, like this is you know, cinematic and like, oh, it's in engine in gameplay. But I'm pretty sure, like for the flow of the actual game, it's probably gonna be like heavily edited. I imagine because remember. Mm-hmm. Remember when we first saw the Spider-Man Insomniac game where he's like jumping through the windows of the buildings and stuff, right? And then when we got the actual game, like he like barely does that at all. He doesn't really do that. Remember when he's like jumping, swinging through buildings and like cafes and stuff as he's running away, but it's like in game. You actually get to do that. Yeah, but it's one very specific part of the game. Remember, like the whole thing with like the construction area and all that stuff happens. With like the remember like you're webbing up the the iron beams together and stuff and with the helicopter and swinging around, that was one very specific portion of the game, and that was the part that they showed. I get you there, but it feels like when you're swinging around and you're going into that building, 
it makes sense. Like, okay, you take over. But in this, it was like, why are you letting me run? I take a spear, cinematic, then I run again, and it's the same shit again. Like, it looked fucking tedious. That's all I saying. think they went here more for, like, style rather than practicality. For the presentation, because if they just showed us pure gameplay, and it's like somebody who's, like, not doing that great, not presenting the game in the best light and stuff, then it'd be like, okay, like that was, like, an okay presentation. They went for the wow factor, Johnny. They went for the wow factor. Yeah, the presentation looked great. I just yeah. I just wonder if that's going to annoy me during the game. I don't game. think so. I, I doubt that the entire game will play out that way, where it's, like, 10 seconds of action and then, like, a minute of, like, cutscenes now. It's not Metal Gear. It's not Metal Gear. <laughs> All right. Okay. Next one is uh, Sonic Frontiers. That game looks dope. Why? And I'm not even a Sonic fan. I, I do not care at all for Sonic. But the idea of taking Sonic, who's a traditional, very straightforward 2D kind of plane, like, even when he's 3D, he's just running towards or away from the screen. Mm-hmm. And having him kind of run free in an open world, again, a lot of comparisons to Breath of the Wild, because when we think of open fields, we think of Breath of the Wild, but... Like, the open world implications of a Sonic game sounds really cool. Being able to run really fast in any direction over, like, a big open map sounds a lot of fun to me. And I'm not a Sonic fan, like, at all. So, I agree. I'm not really a Sonic fan. But I've been waiting for this type of 3D thing. Yes. Since, like, the N64, dude. Mm -hmm. I agree. I'm like, why don't they just make this shit 3D, right? Or, like, fully in any direction. Open-ass areas with, like larger platform i mean they've done they've done games kind of like that there was a sonic heroes where like you can kind of like go in a certain direction but it was still like very linear Mm -hmm. so the fact that they're going for something a little more open and like it looks gorgeous too like now like we've gotten to this generation of gaming where like you can make open worlds look beautiful too Mm -hmm. it it has a lot of potential i'm just curious to see if we can if we can pull it off though yeah that might have been i mean the question before it's like if we're gonna make this big ass environment and sonic is going super fast how are we going to load this level up right so now well, we can do that process. now yeah the tech has caught up yeah that's what i'm saying uh so the next one is your thing right here star wars eclipse yes so this is impressive because it's done by what studio was it again it's quantic dream which yeah, does have some uh they got some baggage they got some baggage because david cage has said like kind of uh some horrible stuff but uh wait what are you talking about david cage he's the head of the studio mm-hmm. and he said like he's there's been stuff about him like the paris because it's a french company and there's been like french uh newspapers and stuff that like have gone after him about like how he says that like all women are whores he said like uh-huh. some really awful stuff and he's heavily involved with it which kind of makes it troubling so he's like the opposite of wokeness yeah yeah <laughs> i guess yeah. yeah too much on this side too much on this side yeah something like that you could say that okay he's definitely very i guess reactionary would be that word right is that the right word i'm not sure i uh, i don't know if that applies to him okay but yeah he said like this was a guy remember he was in the court case and he ran out crying you remember a while back when no. he, he was in a court case for something about this was a guy who had like Ellen Page's like pictures in his wallet when they were doing <laughs> what the fuck that's weird yeah and he's the one that got in trouble when Ellen Page was like hey like you guys like put my head on like a nude body like you guys never told me you were gonna do that for um, Beyond Two Souls oh was that yeah um, freaking Heavy Rain Beyond Two Souls Detroit Become Human yeah I guess but Ellen Page had the same complaint about The Last of Us with Ellie that's something different though. Okay. I'm talking about Quantic Dream specifically, though. All right. So he's kind of a troublesome figure, but 
I'm a sucker for anything Star Wars related. And as soon as we saw like the Lucasfilm logo, I really thought, oh sh- crap, like is this gonna be the Kodor remake? No, it was too soon. I know, but I was hoping Johnny, let me let me dream, okay? And then I was like, as soon as we saw Yoda in like the empty like council chamber, like, oh, like no. Because if Yoda's still around, then this is not Kodor, because Kodor takes place like three thousand years before the movies. Dude, Kodor has to beat this shit, because this shit looks amazing. It looks really good. I love the whole opening with the, the drums and stuff. Like that I whole. First, I saw that character and I was like, oh, it's live action. And then I was like, oh, no. like this It's is... not live action. So it looks so good. And what There's two things that Quantum Dream is well known for. It's for their capture, mocap, their facial like expressions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And for like their tight narrative heavy stories. So this was the game that we heard about a while back where Quantum Dream was attached to it. But they said that they were going for like a heavy action game. Which is very weird because that's ter- traditionally not their strong suit. And then I read all because I wrote about this. I wrote about the reveal because I broke down the trailer into like different like there was like different parts of the trailer that kind of like tell you about like the era and stuff that's going on. And um, in the official like statement from uh, Star Wars, like the actual company, like uh, Lucasfilm, like they say that this is a game where you're not gonna play just one character. You're gonna have like several different characters, which is a mainstay of quantic dreams games like heavy rain you play as like four different characters detroit become humans like revolves around three main characters so i'm thinking that even though this game is like gonna be action based like we're still gonna have like those tight like kind of like all right let's check in on this person now see what they're doing kind of thing mm-hmm. and if it's like action like heavy that means like each character hopefully has like their own like style like if we have like i don't know uh, bounty hunter, Jedi, like rogue or something maybe, or like something where like a traditional soldier. Cause like we see like a lot of things that are not from like the movies. It's the high Republic era, which is like 200 years before the movies. Okay. So Yoda's here. He's a younger Yoda, but not drastically Yoda. Like not, I mean, not drastically, Yoda. not drastically younger. He's like, he's like 900 in the movies here. He's like about 700 years old. So this is a slightly younger Yoda, but not like not like teenage Yoda either. So he's like a fifty year old. Yeah, as opposed to like seventy or eighty in the movies. Okay. Uh, they show some stuff with uh, you see like this like military force that's marching. They don't have like traditional face like mask or like helmets. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a part where you see the two lightsabers ignite. There's a curved yellow blade in the snow, and then like a blue blade, and there's like a like a mass of like army like it's like approaching them. And I think that's supposed to be the Nihil, which in the High Republic era, like the enemies are not the Sith yet. In the High Republic era, they're dealing with something called the Nihil, which are basically like anarchist Vikings from like deep outer rim space. And I think that's who we see in the trailer that's supposed to be like the antagonist. So I'm curious if that's what we're going to I'm curious to see what the game will be. And then we saw like Naboo. We saw the planet of Naboo because you can tell because of like the palaces and stuff. Okay. But like all the buildings are much higher. So I'm wondering if this is like a Naboo that's like in its prime, maybe, but before like clo- before we get to like the Phantom Menace where everything's like smaller and stuff, we see Kashyyyk, which is like the homeworld of the Wookiees. There's like a there's like a, a seaport kind of as a ship comes down and lands, but in the background you can tell it's like Kashyyyk because it has like the mountains with like the heavy trees and stuff. Uh, I'm trying to remember like all the stuff from the trailer, and then we see like this. It ends weird where all the drums guys stop and they turn around, and then like this weird figure rises from this like pit of like black goo. I don't know if you saw that at the end. Yeah, that was the one thing that caught me off guard. It looked like he was coming out of like a pit of oil. Yeah. 
and like it's like some kind of like weird like a birth or summoning re- emergence kind of thing going on and like we just see the silhouette of the background we don't even see like what the front looks like and then the, just the eclipse logo and that's kind of it pretty much what do you think john what do you expect from this game what do you expect it to be are you hoping like i don't know because this is the type of game that they make so i love that the narrative is so heavy they're known for that but now that you say high action the only reason I didn't play their games is because they're like fucking novel games. I could just watch that. They're shit like on. visual novels in a way. Yeah, you're yeah. Right. I can just watch that shit on YouTube, right? Like, uh, there's that... multiple choices, but I'm like, fuck it. I yeah, you're not. Choice. You're not playing it for the physicality of it. Yeah, gotcha. But now that it's action, I'm super down, dude. It looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Narrative is strong. And then... even if it was just a traditional like Quantum Dream game, like the fa- the IP of it being Star Wars does like most of the heavy lifting. And anything Star Wars related, like I'm down for. I'm down so for. did they specify heavy action? Was it like parkour? Was it yeah? Shooter? I don't have the. I'm gonna see if I can find the actual statement from the from Quantic Dream. Uh, give me a second here if I can find it. They mentioned it. Let me put in. Uh, what was it? Star Wars Eclipse. So, so what I'm interested to see now that you mentioned all that detail is I want to go into YouTube and look at all these little Easter eggs, right? Mm-hmm. I want to dig up and... I try to find some... There's some stuff I don't know enough about because, like, they show, like, certain guards and people were like, oh, that's, like, the ones from the books. Now, I haven't really read the High, Re- the High Republic books because that series just started this past year. But Probably. there is stuff I didn't mention because I don't know about it, but there's stuff that people were like, oh, like, that's this character or, like, oh, that's this setting from, like, the series. Uh, let me look for the publisher's note. Here it goes. Here's the publisher's summary. So that's, you know, Quantum Dream saying... As the first video game to be set in the era of the High Republic, the multimedia initiative that launched with publishing earlier this year, Star Wars Eclipse will feature an original story and unique new characters, each with their own paths, abilities, and roles to play in the tapestry of events that could alter the carefully balanced piece in an uncharted section of the Outer Rim. Um, I'm looking for the... I. I know Dude. I read somewhere that's supposed to be action-heavy gameplay. The game is set to feature multiple playable characters as well as branching paths and story choices that players can make to change the outcome of the game. I saw I read somewhere, not here, but also before when the game was originally like rumored. Because we talked about this game before. Do you think this has more appeal than Amy Henning's uh, ragtag Star Wars? Mm, no. Because Amy Henning's name actually carries a little more weight and a little more... Uh, What's the word I'm thinking of? Prestige. Good. No, goodwill. Yeah. Then Quantic Dream does. So, no, I don't think so. But anyways, that's enough about that. What's next? Okay. We didn't get to see a lot about uh, a lot of this, but Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That I did not expect. I didn't expect this at all. I saw the chainsaw and I was like, still not sure. And I saw like the face mask. I'm like, ah, that's what that's it. this is. So I, I, of course, I want to see the gameplay for this. But the vibe I got immediately was uh, Manhunt from Rockstar. Well, okay, so this game is being developed by the same team that did the Friday the Thirteenth game that came out like a couple years back, which I did not like at all. So it's an isometric kind of horror game where like one person is the, you know, the main villain and the other characters are just trying to survive. It's gonna be that same kind of game. Does that studio make? their games the same pretty way. much because they also did the i think they also did the predator one okay so they have like a style like a niche scratching this game off really yeah you don't like isometric multiplayer games no i do but if all the the games that they make from that studio feel the same way 
I mean, I don't like it. They feel blocky. They the the, the bone. Okay, the bones of it. The 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 frame, the skeletal structure, the beams, whatever you want to call it, the blueprint yeah. is gonna be the same. I imagine though, it's not gonna play exactly the it same. It feels like PUBG, like tank controls on steroids. Oh, okay. Not very like fluid and no. free form and okay. 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 So the next one is Wonder Woman. They didn't show much about this one. It was just like a, it was just like a cinematic kind of teaser. Like so, we didn't wait. even see Wonder Woman. We saw like parts of her like armor and garb. Yeah. Who was the studio for this again? Do you remember? Or no, no, I don't. I think it was Monolith, right? What do you want out of this game? Well, I I have to find out who the studio is first before I can even like form an idea because I don't even know like what kind of genre of game it's supposed to be. Wonder Woman game. Give me a second here. Let me read the Polygon. Okay, I'm gonna read the Polygon article real quick. I mean, if it was like a studio like Rockstar, I'd be like, I'm down. Okay. Immediately. This is Monolith. So Monolith is the one that does the the Shadow of War Middle Earth games. Do you know which ones those are? Oh, okay. Or right. they have like that nemesis system yeah. where you kill or you injure an enemy and then they come back later like stronger than they remember you. Yeah, but the mechanics on that game are a lot like Batman's. Like How? the like Oh, we're talking about the gameplay itself. Yeah, like yeah. when you go to a character and you slide to another one and Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do a little combo. It's almost kinda like it. Rocksteady, but not quite there. It's like um It's like Rocksteady Light. Yes. So yeah. So it's okay, this is the article from Polygon. Uh let me give credit here. It's written by Anna Diaz. A uh, new Wonder Woman game is in the works for Monolith Productions, DC, and Warner Brothers games. The title was briefly teased at the Game Awards on Thursday night with a trailer that didn't show much, but it sure made a splash with fans of the DC comic superhero. Wonder Woman is a new single-player, third-person, open-world action-adventure featuring an original story set in the DC universe, according to a release. The story will follow Diana of Themyscira as she seeks to unite her Amazon family and the humans from the modern world. Like in one of Monolith's previous games, Middle Earth Shadow Mordor, Wonder Woman will use a set of mechanics called the Nemesis Systems. Okay, so this is a for sure thing. This sounds great. The trailer shows a heroine floating with her glow, gold, bleh, glowing gold whip. We didn't get much in the way of story other than the voiceover speaking to Wonder Woman. It says, my daughter, a new threat comes to our shores and I must call you home. The voice says, restore what has been broken. And that's pretty much it. So, John, I've never played any of the Shadow of the War games, honestly. Okay, I was going to ask you about the Nemesis system. If you, I know what it is because I've read about it and, like, seen stuff about it where, like, you take out, like, like the enemies are named enemies. And yeah, yeah, if yeah. there's, like, this particular one, like, if they get away or something, they come back with, like, battle scars later on. They come back with battle scars. They taunt you. They might, they, they have an upgrade. Yeah. So they might have better armor. This and was the also tougher to kill. I remember we talked about the Nemesis system once because they actually tried to patent that mechanic. Mm-hmm. Remember we talked about it once. So if it's going to be made, it's Wonder Woman with that kind of, which is good because like that's a very physical game with like sword swinging and stuff like that. Like it seems like an easy kind of just like skin to throw over it. Yeah, I'm just wondering what kind of uh, enemies you're going to put into that. I don't know. The thing is, I'm not a huge DC fan. I'm definitely not a Wonder Woman fan. But if the gameplay is good, if it reviews well, then I'll, you know, it'll get my interest again. Yeah, the gameplay for uh, Shadow of Mordor is good. But I'm just not into the world that much. Yeah, Lord of the Rings doesn't really, like, vibe with me. It's not my thing. Yeah. So. Okay, so the next one. Um, I don't know if this is an indie, but this is 
uh, fuck, I was going to get into the topic of Kojima. We'll get into that later. Oh, God. Uh, but this was a Slitterhead. I hate that name. Slitter? It sounds so gross. It sounds wrong. <laughs> it just really? sounds weird. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird because Slitterhead. My brain didn't go there and yours did. Slitterhead. It sounds like you're saying slit her head. Slit her head. Slitterhead. This game looks creepy and it looks so perverse and so like. I don't know. This is, a, I think this is a little too much for me, even like in the horror department. It feels a little bit like. Did you play the thing on PlayStation? The old PlayStation. Yes. Okay. Yes. When the first enemy came out, like walking on all fours. Yes. Mm-hmm. Kind of got that vibe. Yeah. Okay. So this is being made. Is this the one that's being made by the director of this game? Is somebody who worked on the original Silent Hill, I believe, right? Yeah, that's why. So uh, something like. I forgot the whole story, but there was like prompt on the screen that was from the from the director or the creator like Simon yeah, it says something. something about back but not in, Konami anymore. Back in the nineties, and then in twenty twenty, he branched off and then he made he started developing this game. Right. Uh, but it looks cool. It looks fun. It looks quirky. It reminds it looks me scary and quirky. It reminds me of an anime called Parasite. Okay. Where like the hum- there was like people who also have like a like an alien in them, and like their body splits in similar ways, like very like weird angles. Mm-hmm. Or like their heads, like human heads split apart and there's like another like creature inside like the head kind of thing. Yeah. It reminds me of that where like you see like the woman where her like mouth or whatever splits and like some other like eyeball or whatever pops out. Wait, did you play the thing? Parts of it. Did you see the film? No, I never seen the film. It's a cult classic too. I know it is, but I've never seen it. Guys, Andrew... it's the It's like the thing that changed, like it tricks, it changed forms into the things that you recognize, right? Like, I saw the part where the guy tries yes, to punch yes. it, and it opens up. Yeah. And, like, it bites his arm or something, right? Yeah. yeah. So, guys, I got, I got to say, Andrew has not seen a ton of these cult classics. He hasn't seen uh, Quentin Tarantino's films. That's he true. He hasn't seen The Matrix. That's also true. We'll talk about The Matrix later, so actually. Liking. Yes. All right. Next game. Evil West. Okay, I think I went to the restroom around this time. I remember hearing about it from the toilet. <laughs> yeah, this is a... They showed this game before, right? They did. I, I'm pretty sure. This is did. like the black and white raining game, right? No. It's not the black and it's white? It's a western game. Yeah, but it's like you're like uh, you're like fighting like skeletons or something, right? You're fight- You're like... You got like a tech, like heavy tech. You're in the west. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got heavy tech. You got like gauntlets. Um, It's sci-fi-ish. I, I don't know what the hell's going on. But I remember cool. seeing this like a year last year. We saw it last year. Yeah, so... But I was in the restroom, so I don't really have much to say about it. I don't know how to say this. Somerville? Somerville. Somerville. Somer. Oh, Somerville. Okay, I, yeah. Yeah, so... I think I was still in the restroom for this one. Which one was this one, Johnny? <laughs> it looks like another indie. Uh, visually, it looks okay. But the uh, the cinematics look cool. Okay. Just the way that they're running across the streets. They're trying to get away from something. Looks good. Next one is Crossfire. I don't know if this is Crossfire. Uh But it looks like this. I think this was a game that was on PC. And then Remedy developed a story for them. And now it's going to console. Okay. So I think it's limited. A timed exclusive for Xbox. Okay. I'm not sure though. But this looks great. The trailer is amazing. Uh, I think I was in the restroom still for that. I was in the restroom for a while. Okay. I don't want to get into it. but Alright. So. Since you played Batman. And you're familiar with the uh, Rocksteady games. We mm-hmm. got Kill the Justice League. Suicide Squad, right? Yeah. What do you think? I am not excited for this game whatsoever. Why? Because I'm just not... I don't care for the Suicide Squad like as a property. 
I'm intrigued that they're going up against Superman. I want to see how that plays out. Because I guess Superman's like crazy because he's controlled by Starro or something. I do okay. I love seeing uh, what's her face. Uh, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. I fucking love seeing Harley Quinn. She's a great character. She's awesome. Yeah. Like in in the video games and the cartoons, she's she's a great character. I agree. She brings a lot. Mm-hmm. The shark looks dope. King Shark. Boomerang. I don't know what the fuck he's doing there. And it's then the other guy I'm not familiar with. Is it Deadshot? Deadshot, I think it is. Okay. So. Her team is kind of whack, with the exception of the shark. I like the concept of you're fucking, like, not OP at all, and you gotta kill the Justice League in your night. Like, how the fuck is this? Yeah, they're aren't they like in the trailer? They're like going against the Flash. And I'm like, how would you even attempt to beat the Flash? Yeah, that's part of the appeal. Like, are there gonna like, be puzzles to to beat them? Slow or? him down somehow. Yeah, where they're always gonna get lucky or gonna distract him or something and get a cheap shot in. Yeah, the gameplay itself looks very. It kind of reminds me of the Guardians of the Galaxy game, sort of. Where you have, like, a couple characters that you well, can like, do special abilities. It looks like if I want to go there, I can get there somehow, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think it was, like, a boomerang. He was he had, like, this little jump boost thing. And then, I don't know. The gameplay looks cool. It looks it lo- interesting. It looks great, too. I probably will play it, but I'm just saying it's not something that I'm, like, I'm like excited for. And it's a Rocksteady game. That's why I'm, ex- I'm interested, but not excited for it. You get what I'm saying? Like, I'll play it, but it's not something that, like, oh, like, I'm going to be, like, tracking it for, like, yeah. Forspoken. Forspoken looks dope. Right. That one I'm excited for. I love, we talked about this before, the the fluidness, the sense of speed, and, like, being able to jump, like, distances. Yeah, the way. They showed a little more of the story this time, it looks like. Uh, didn't really get all the dialogue because I was talking to some friends at the same time, but, um. The game looks great. I'm excited for it. I think it comes out, was it May next year? Or early next year, right? I'm not sure, but uh, I was hope- I mentioned this before, and I was hoping I'd get a little bit more. Oh, the combat? The world looks a little bit empty. Like, I don't know if because they're showing these giant scenes, mm-hmm. but are they going to have, like, transitions where she goes back to her regular life? Are those are those worlds going to collide, or is this just We haven't really seen thing? that, so I don't think so. Also, the uh, the AI doesn't look that smart. It looks like she's just going around shooting shit. AI is one of the things that usually gets like worked on or like touched up on it towards the end. So I imagine it's not going to stay like dumb. Okay. Uh, they had a little um, what is it called a little caption at the end that said subjects to change, etc. Yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Warhammer Space Marine. I wish I cared about Warhammer. I really wish. I really wish, like, I could see the appeal that people have for, like, Warhammer, like, the tabletop game and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's so, like, lore dense that it's hard for, like, someone who's new to, like, penetrate or get into it. This is because I know there's, like, so many books, there's so many comics, there's so many games, video games and tabletop games all around Warhammer. And it seems like the kind of thing I would be into if I was just introduced to it at like, an earlier age. Because it seems cool. Like, the big armor mechs and, like, the swords and guns. And, like, it looks dope. Like, it looks really cool. Like, I saw, like when I saw, like, the, the like that iconic blue heavy armor, like, come out. Mm-hmm. And they're just, like, mopping the enemies and just, like, do, like just slaughtering them. Like, oh, this is cool. But, like. So, what would you say to somebody that said exactly that, but he was talking about Star Wars? Nah, there's no comparison. Like, Star Wars is part of, like, the cultural zeitgeist. Everyone is exposed to Star Wars at some level. Fair enough. 
<laughs> all right this this game looks cool too it does like, look cool you don't get a lot of gameplay but the gameplay you do get you see all these fucking hordes coming out it looks cool it looks like a dynasty warrior style game i like this uh there's one uh sitting on my wish list it's uh i don't know what to call it it's kind of like XCOM. Like, it's a turn-based game. Oh, uh, is it for the Warhammer 40K or whatever or something? I, I don't know what it's called, but... There it is a top-down... Uh, I've seen it because I played the demo once. Is it the one where you're, like, in a... You move your units around. But it's in, a, like, hallways. Yes. Okay, that looks interesting. I'm... I played the demo for one of the earlier games on PSP, like, a decade ago. I remember playing a Warhammer uh, tech demo, and I remember it was actually kind of fun. So I'm debating that or Wastelands 3. Uh, we can talk about Wastelands two you said you played i played it. two before yeah was... it reminds me of the the early fallout games kind of that's not a compliment no because the early the first two fallout games were the top down that's isometric. True, that's true, that's true. yeah they played diff- differently all right uh we're halfway through this list okay <laughs> uh there was a game called uh gtfo yeah uh it was the person. horror game right like a horror yeah one, you see like all these little uh deformed human beings are all pale they're like in a cave mm-hmm. it seems like there's a unit it kind of reminds me of like the forest uh, that survival game with like the cannibals at night like they're pale also that's first person as well right yeah okay uh this is more my style uh because it's more sci-fi i like the name though the name is catch like, you're not gonna forget that gtfo name. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah it looks like it's a team and there's somebody in the lab and you're trying to get information and get it get it the fuck out. It looks cool. <laughs> that was not intentional at all. Oh, uh, wasn't it? I thought no. you were being funny. Okay. <laughs> uh, Elder Ring. Elden Ring. Looks good. Right? I didn't play the I didn't play the beta. I didn't play like any of the beta demo stuff. Um from software games. Are really hit or miss for me. Like I love Bloodborne and I enjoy Sekiro, but like I'm not a huge fan of like the actual Dark Souls games. Because Bloodborne play, plays differently and Sekiro plays differently, but it being open world is like a huge plus because that means like I'm not gonna be stuck with like a boss I can't finish. It sounds like I can go do like other stuff and I like, come back later. That's a good point. I love that. I love that how it's not so linear. How it's sort of doing an open world like approach with like side quests and stuff. So it seems like the kind of game that I would actually be able to become good at and not feel as frustrated as like say Sekiro where you're forced into specific boss battles before you can like move on or something so and it looks good it looks really really good like the cinematic we talked about with like the super saiyan hair and the flower and like the visual concepts of the game look really like out there but like in a cool way yeah the whole I don't have the same hang up that you do about the medieval stuff like I'm fine with medieval stuff so it's it's all good and it comes out in two months actually it comes out in February which is like really really close so okay uh this one's kind of a tangent and then we have uh like three more games okay dokev oh god <laughs> I, okay i was upset that we got a musical performance and not more game footage yeah 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 that was upsetting i know a lot of people were like cringing like what is this crap i'm like no 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 like don't let this fool you like that's how i felt because i mean the little <laughs> track if you know what it's attached to it's great yes but uh, like this on its own, I was like, guys, don't watch this. Like, please, don't don't base what you think the game will be based off of this performance. Like, it has nothing... I mean, it does have something to do with it, but it's not like... There's a really cool open-world concept here. Just... Why do they have to do, like, a musical performance? I was like... Well, upset. the track isn't bad. It's not bad. It's actually but catchy. But context, 
It's... Yes, out of context, you just think this is some weird kitty game, and then that's it. Yeah, like something stupid. And I was like, oh man, but like I was more disappointed that they didn't show more like gameplay footage because I'm like, where is this game? We haven't seen anything of it since what, like over the summer, right? Yeah, or earlier in the year maybe. I forgot when. Yeah, it was like midsummer. Okay, so I'm like, I want to see more of Dokev. So whatever, but okay. I guess we know it still exists. Next one is Alan Wake. Two. Yeah, I'm I'm happy about this. I'm I'm not surprised at all. I I haven't played the original Island Wake, so I don't have much to say. I know for you, it's in context in relation to Control, is why yes. you're mostly excited. Yeah, I haven't played the original Island Wake either. I love Control. I fucking love that that game. So it's just another remedy game. Okay, so that's good. Yeah. So same well, universe, right? Once they did, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the same universe because they hinted at, at Control. So mm-hmm. they dropped the, the remaster, and I was like, okay, it's fucking... Alan Wake 2 was happening for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we were talking about, like, why would you bother, bother bringing the game back if and, you're not going to And connected do... to Control. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's like a horror game, kind of, no? Yeah, they specified that. I mean, during... Jeff Kelly was talking about that. Because I think the original's, like, more suspense than horror. It is, there's horror elements, but it's not as horror-heavy. Yeah, that that is more interesting than, I think, just a straight-up shooter. Or a straight like sequel for like the exact same yeah, like style. So horror survivor, I wonder if it's gonna feel like Resident Evil because of the survivor aspect. Mm, no, because you can do horror like Silent Hill, and that doesn't feel like Resident Evil. There's other ways to approach horror without having to do the Resident Evil formula. What is a survival? Is that the same thing? Horror, horror, survival like, horror. Like Metal Gear, is, feels kind of like survival. No, so, uh, Metal Gear is was it? Tactical Espionage Action. Yeah. Remember, there's a specific acronym for it. Okay. I'm happy about that. All right. Good for you. I have two more. Go ahead. I'm leaving my favorite one for the end. All right, good. Arc Raiders. Okay, I think this one I might have been in the rush before, and I came back. This was the... I think this is the one I was talking. To. Oh, was this the open one with like the really cool like sunset in the distance with like the visuals where like they're in an open like deserty field? With the robots. And then, like, it turned to nighttime, and they have, like, headlamps and, or, like, lights at night, right? You got the little drones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. This game yes. looks really good. This looks amazing. This it, looks very polished. Yeah. The the aesthetic is great. It's, it's okay. I liked how it turned to nighttime, and it was, like, the focus was on, like, the headlamps and, like, what you could see, like, in the underbrush. Yeah, yeah. It looks really good. So, I don't know what this is, because it's got, like, a, like, the cover is, like, an 80s vibe, but it looks like they took technology from the 50s. Yeah, they're doing that weird thing, like, uh, remember, like, what was that, Something Heart, the one we were interested in a while yeah, back? Yeah, yeah, you're right. And kind Atomic of like, Heart. Atomic Heart, thank you. Where, like, we're doing, f- like, far future with retro aesthetics thrown in for, like, just, like, Americana kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. I got that vibe, too. Uh, the presentation for it was really great. I think this was the one, though, I told you about where, like, okay, we're kind of doing, like, the space marine stuff. But this one is an exception because this one actually looks really good. I like the aesthetic. It feels different enough to like set it apart. The yeah. The, okay, so it looks like you have a squad, right? That's exciting. It too. looks like yeah. You have a squad. You go out to the field and you destroy these machines. But I don't know what it is about it. But the way that the open world is set up, it feels like. What do you mean? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to fucking describe it. Does it feel it. empty? It feel, or what no, do you mean? it doesn't feel empty at all. I, it looks like. 
it looks like you're a ragtag team trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know, dude. I'm gonna stop right there because. So I'm bringing up the article on it from uh, PC Games. Uh, here you go. Arc Raiders is a co-op game about fighting massive robots coming in 2022. Uh, one of the world premieres at the Game Awards was Arc Raiders, the debut title from Embark Studios. It's a Stockholm-based, okay, so that's Stockholm, like Sweden, based developer uh, headed by former EA and DICE executives. And it looks like an intense co-op game with a heavy dose of science fiction. It's set to launch sometime 2022 and will be free to play. Oh, I didn't know that. Free to play. Hmm, okay, that has me worried now. Yep. Uh, the new trailer shows off some impressive gameplay showing groups of players traverse traveling through highly realistic wastelands taking down swarms of robotic drones. Eventually, though, the crew runs up against some truly massive mechanical monsters, a huge four-legged walker, and an even larger Iron Giant-style mech that rises up out of the desert dust after a UFO UFO crashes on the horizon. There's a throwback vibe to action sci-fi movies of the 80s, and the whole package looks pretty terrific. Embark Studios says its goal is to blur the line between playing and making, and its sight highlights some of the advanced tech it's using in its games arc raiders is conspicuously billed as its first implying heavily that there are more games in the works so it's like the first of a franchise kind of thing uh for now and then it just shows a trailer so you're right it is a co-op game so it's not just single player i didn't know it was a free-to-play that kind of has me like there is a certain negative connotation that comes with free-to-play games where like mm-hmm. you think the quality this either so polished though. Either the quality is not there or they're gonna nickel and dime you. That's usually like the the vibe. But then again, you really like Fortnite, and Fortnite is free to, free to play. So. I don't really like Fortnite. Well, you play it because you, you it's just, there. It's there. It's just there. But this it does look polished. You're right. It, it has like a level of pedigree that you would not associate with free to play. Yeah. So. I'm trying to figure out why. Okay, mm-hmm. also the mechanics. I feel like you're you're so underpowered. You gotta fight these big ass machines. It's daunting. That's why you have to like team up with other people or something. Yeah. yeah. All right. Looks cool. Looks cool though. The very last one. Okay. Known about this before. All right. What is it? I I am looking at Horizon. The... Horizon Zero Dawn. That's not a new game. I don't care. It's my favorite one on the list. It's not a new game. I don't give a shit. Okay. We got new a new fucking trailer. Was that the same stuff ridiculous. we saw the other day earlier in the, the week? Transition. No. Okay. No, this looks so much better, dude. The transitions that she makes, like, like she's trying to, she's trying to hijack one of the bots, and then it does like this digital effect, and it 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 opens up to the next scene, and she keeps on doing it. Oh, this was the one where she like, changed outfits, right? Yeah, she changed outfits. She's got a face. Uh, I wonder what that's about. I wonder if it serves a purpose or is it just a- aesthetics. I probably does serve a purpose. This that's cool. Around. I like the idea. I like whenever a game has like you have outfits that each do like a certain job. Yeah, like in the first one, uh, you some outfits you could be more stealthy. Another one, you could have like suit. a metallic one yeah. where you could take a ton of damage. And this one, she puts on like a weird like 1800s red like dress outfit thing. Oh, it was like super bright red. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so with a weird hat. You with get it. to see uh, more bots in this thing. And the bots are fucking big. It man. looks really good, yeah. They look That enormous. freaking, that big ass like snake basilisk thing at the end. I was going to say that, the cobra looking thing. Yeah, the basilisk looks cool. Basilisk. Basilisk. It's the, a, in, a tower? no in mythology. It's like a giant snake. It's like a cobra. Okay, that looked ridiculous. And there was a giant tortoise, which we've seen, but we've never seen in action before. Right, we just saw like in cinematics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they they look they look bigger, and this isn't even the whole fucking setup 
of animals that are in there. Next year, Johnny. I'm impressed. They show more of that glider, right? But when she jumps up in the little Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it looks dope. And but it it's was, cheating because we already knew about it. It wasn't in this trailer, but uh, they also... It's the thing that you sent me? Yeah, with the... He jumps out of the plants and she does like the melee. Like the, Dude, close... the combat looks so much better. Because that was like the one thing that was lacking in uh-huh. the previous game. So now she does this shit where she like runs up on somebody, does an uppercut, takes their heads, like... Oh, she brings her head down, cracks it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. It looks really cool. I'm really happy about that. But that's kind of cheating, Johnny, because we already knew that game was coming out. That's not a new, like, premiere. That's cheating, Johnny. What else? Was that the last one? Yeah, well, uh, we didn't think there was going to be a big song by uh, Sony, which there wasn't. They well, just want some awards. I thought it was funny. A lot of people were like, oh, Nintendo's going to like blow everybody away. Like Nintendo's going to show something. And they showed nothing. I saw the next day the them- thumbnails where they said uh, Nintendo didn't show up with, like, a crying emoji. I saw well, like here's everything that Nintendo showed, and I just clicked on it. It was just like white, just white background. That's all it was. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, overall, there, I'm not saying there wasn't good reveals. I'm just saying there was no like that E3 like shock moment. There wasn't like, oh my god, like they're doing this kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I uh, think. so my list of games, you kind of touched on all the main ones, but there was like a couple that you didn't mention that did interest me uh just like two of them really and that was um let me look for it right now nightingale do you remember this one nightingale this was the one with like the characters they have like that 1800s like london victorian like look and like it has like a magical like aesthetic was it like a blocky art style kind of yeah it wasn't like they were they weren't going for like highly realistic okay yeah this was the one with like the multiple characters with like they have like, one has like an umbrella and then like a cane and like a top hat. Well, like, you're into that. It, I like fantasy style stuff, and this it just looks really interesting. Like, it looks visually different that it stands out. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Nightingale. It looks like a multiplayer. Let me look up real quick some stuff on it. It looks like a multiplayer kind of, um, not like Destiny exactly, but um, it kind of had that vibe. Uh, new gameplay for Nightingale. I'm looking for an article. Here we go. I'm going with Polygon again because Polygon is always the one that pops up at the front. Nightingale is a new survival crafting game featuring the fanciest of monster hunters. That's right. It did remind me of Monster Hunter. That's right. Uh, Johnny trying to kick so much the table. X Bioware head reveals his new studio, new Victorian gas lamp fantasy game. Yeah, this game looks dope. Says Nightingale is the debut game from Inflection Games, the new studio from ex-Bioware general manager Aaron Flint. Oh, so that's where he ended up. Revealed during the Game Awards on Thursday, Nightingale was revealed as a shared world survival and crafting game set in a magical Victorian gas lamp fantasy. So gas lamp, I think they're referring to like the era, which is like 1800s. Um, That means terrifying monsters like giants and eldritch beasts that can be battled with era-appropriate weapons and arcane technology. And players will do it all while wearing the fanciest of frocks. The new game coming to PC and early access in 2022 is being created by veterans of Mass Effect, Dragon Age, and Star Wars. You see, Johnny, that's a high pedigree like list of people to come from. From the beginning, we knew we wanted to build an intricate fantasy setting as rich and full of history and life as anything we've worked on in the past. Inflection CEO Aaron Flynn said in a statement. The realms of Nightingale are vast and have many secrets to uncover and we cannot wait 
for players to start discovering them. All right. So that was the one other game that I'm not surprised you didn't mention because that's not your kind of thing. But that was one of the things for me that stood out. Like, like I want to play that because it looks like beautiful. Um, I think you mentioned everything else that really stood out for me. Cause yeah. Oh, let me talk to you about the Matrix Awakens, Johnny. So last night they did the thing with Keanu Reeves. He comes out on the screen. Kind of looking uncanny because he was actually rendered in game in engine. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't actually him, the person. It was him, the created version of him. We're almost there. Yeah, it's scary. So they ended the. Sh- they ended. I think this was like the, this was like the last thing right towards the end of the show. They showed the like the last big yeah, thing where like hey like the matrix has uh we have like a matrix experience a unreal engine 5 experience you can download it and play it today on xbox series xs and ps5 uh right before i went to sleep last night i started downloading it because i didn't know how long it would be so i i didn't play it till i actually played it right before i came over here that's why i didn't come over right away because i wanted to play it so we could talk about it it's a huge file so that tells me the tech isn't quite there yet because it was like, I think, 40 gigs or like 50 gigs for something that's like super, super short. So like that's like as big as a regular PS5 game is on its own mm-hmm. for something that's like super short. But Johnny, if we've talked a lot about like how we're getting, you know, how we say every generation we get like diminishing returns like visually. Mm-hmm. This is like the first thing I have played or seen with my own eyes and my own hands that feels like like oh shoot like this is next gen like this is actual next gen Mm -hmm. i'm telling you i haven't seen this kind of leap in next gen since like the leap from ps2 to ps3 which is more substantial than it sounds actually if you think of where ps2 was in terms of like san andreas to where ps3 ended up being with last of us i'm talking about that kind of generational leap this game it's a short demo and then like when it actually starts playing like i was surprised when the hud showed up because i'm like oh this is playable, like holy, holy crap! Because this looks so hyper realistic, real. It looks so real. So I don't know if you've seen any. Have you seen any of the actual gameplay yet, or no? Just the buildings. Okay, the buildings that comes at the end. There's a you're with Trinity. You're some like new character, some um, young black chick, uh, and you're with Trinity in the car. You're being chased by those agents, the guys with the sunglasses, mm-hmm. in cars. The car scene, if it wasn't for the fact that there's like a drop in frames, I would have thought was entirely like filmed in real life because it looks like amazing. Just like the, the like detail on their faces, like Trinity looks like the actual like real actress and like Neo looks exactly like Keanu Reeves does in real life, except for like, you know, with sunglasses and stuff and like slightly younger looking, mm-hmm. but like clean shaven and everything, which is weird because we're not used to seeing Keanu Reeves like clean shaven now. But, like, there's a car chase scene, and, then, like, when it gives you control over shooting, like, wow. It looks... I'm a believer of Unreal Engine 5 now, because, like, the particle effects, the lighting, the sense of scale in between, like, when you're being chased, like, you can see, like, all the details on the asphalt, even in a big chase. And it just... It looks unreal. I was talking to our cousin Joe. I was messaging him on the way over here, because I mentioned... I, I posted, I posted like, a... Uh, sorry. Can't speak right now. I posted a couple of screenshots from the games with the buildings and stuff. Yeah. And then Joe was like, oh, yeah. Like, Gavin didn't understand. Like, my son Gavin didn't understand why I was, like, just going around the the streets looking at the buildings. Because, like, he's like, like, like oh, like, what are you doing? He's like, and he's like, 
he can't comprehend that what I'm seeing is something that's like not normal. Yeah. And so I was thinking about that. Like, yeah, it's kind of like that. Like you're, you're seeing, like you're talking about, so the shooting section is like really short. It's like five minutes long. And then from there, like you lose your tail, there's like an explosion. And then the game lets you kind of just roam the city on your own. And that's when you're like flying around and moving around and like walking around and you're allowed to like zoom in on things and like, you know, do the screen capture and stuff like that. But it also gives you like kind of like a debug mode where you can change like the lighting, like where the source of light is like sun. That's cool. It lets you do the thing where it takes off like the matrix filter where like everything's like not, doesn't have like that weird green hue to everything. Mm-hmm. You know, you know how the matrix films, they have like a green hue, like the overlap kind of thing. Yeah. You can take that off. You can like control like how dense the traffic is. So like you can have like maximum traffic, maximum pedestrians and then like zoom upward and you can see like cars that are rendered in the distance. Like actually, like I'm talking about like six, seven blocks down the street, and you can see like actual cars taking up physical space, and like it looks so realistic because there's no like there's no um draw distance like where like fog or whatever atmospheric atmospheric fog shows up. Mm-hmm. There's none of that, Johnny. It as far as you can see, there is cars rendered. Mm-hmm. There is people walking around milling about in the street, and like you zoom in on their facial expressions, and it's like it looks like remember with the thing we saw the um. The what was that creation engine about the faces where it was like really creepy? It was an Unreal Engine Five also, wasn't it? The meta human thing. It was like that, Johnny. Where like the faces of the people look like very detailed, even though normally you probably would never need that much detail because you're not gonna look at that person kind of thing. Yeah. And like the lighting, the way the sun hits the asphalt, the ray tracing off the reflections of the cars of the cars passing by. It was like holy crap, like this is amazing. Super, super high level amazing. Now, the thing that has me worried, though, is it's a big file size and it's a very short experience. So that tells me that our storage, our way of like compressing data, we're still not quite there yet. Because like I can't imagine you trying to ship or sell a game like this and it's like takes up your entire hard drive for one game. You know what I'm saying? Sort of. So it's, this seems like the situation where like the vision is limited by the tech of the time kind of thing. Where, like, you can get these small experiences only in short bursts because we try to do, like, a full-length game. Like, it's going to eat up your entire hard drive. So, unless people are end up being okay with that in the near future, I don't know. I think we're going to have to do the thing where we have to speed up, like, how cheap we make, like, new, like, storage drives and stuff, maybe. But it, it's it's amazing. And I'm not, big, I'm not a Matrix fan. I've never seen the films. I have no context for Matrix whatsoever other than who the characters are. Like mm-hmm. Lawrence Fishburne and as uh, begins with the M. forgot his name. Master Chief. No, it's not Master Chief. I want to say Mordo, but that's not... I know that's not... Mor- Morbius? No, not Morbius. What's the guy's name? Lawrence Fishburne's character. Oh my god, I forgot. Okay, you forgot too. So now we're both in the same boat. Morpheus? Morpheus, there we go. Something like that, right? Yeah. Anyways... So it's freaking amazing, Johnny. Uh, you have to come over and give it. A, you gotta try it yourself one of these days. You gotta come over and try it, cause this is like when you, you say like. Wait like, a minute. What? You don't even have 4K. Yeah, I do. Oh, you do. Yeah. Oh. It's not true 4K. It's upscaled 4K. I have like the 2K, the actual like 1440p or whatever it is okay. called. Okay, that's cool. It's not a true 4K like OLED or whatever. I don't have that kind of money, but it's upscaled 4K, which is still way better than where 1080p is. So. It's kind of like how your screen is, sort of. I don't think your screen's true 4K, right? No, mine's 14. Okay, same situation, 1440p or whatever. Yeah, yeah, same thing. So you need to come over and try it because you know how people say, like, 
oh, like, like these games can run on PS4. It's like, this is an example of what cannot run on PS4 because it is limited by the technology. All right, so that was the last thing, Matrix and uh, Nightingale that I wanted to talk about. So there it is, Johnny. So what's next? We're going to plan for this part of the pod. Well, we're kind of done. We're already at the hour and a half mark, and my mouth is kind of tired. So we're going to save the new stuff. Oh, God. We're going to save the new stuff, like the actual stuff about like Blizzard and acquisitions and all that stuff. We're going to save that for next week, which is only like three days away because... Mm -hmm. I just wanted, I didn't want this to run too long where it's like almost three hours of us just talking about everything because it's way too long. So this is just our Game Awards recap episode. On Monday, which is about three days from the time we're recording this, we'll upload our like actual proper traditional episode of what we've been playing, what happened in the last week outside of the awards themselves. Johnny. Do you have any closing thoughts about the Game Awards themselves or anything about the games we've talked about before we end this pod? Why do you specify that? Because you see my mind wandering and like, what the fuck is... Yes. What the fuck is Johnny? You're already... You're already... You know, the wheels are already turning in your head right now. Nothing specifically about the Game Awards. What do you think about the balance of like awards to oh, yeah. premieres so, ratio? So I think I'm a great this... I like a C+. Plus. A C... Like, there's a ton of a things... A solid C, yeah. Yeah, there's a ton of things I like. Are those gunshots? Oh, fuck. I just heard gunshots. I'm not used to that in my neighborhood. So, um... Yeah, because I can hear a car speeding away now. Hmm. Oh, God. Okay. Let me duck a little bit. <laughs> Press yourself down. What were you going to say? It's a, it's yeah, a C+. Yeah, there's plenty of things that I like in, in this uh, showcase. Mm-hmm. But nothing that blew my mind. Because Jeff Kelly said there's going to be, like, four or five things that are on the level of... I want to know what he considered to be the four or five things because I would have been like, "Mm, other than Star Wars, like not in Matrix, that's about it. So what he probably thought was going to be Star Wars. Elden Ring. No, but we already knew about Elden Ring. True, but Elden Ring is like hyped. So Uh, Wonder Woman. Okay. That that was surprising. Not great, but it was surprising. That's it. That's it? Oh, Alan Wake. Okay, yeah, I did not see that come. Oh, well, you did see that one coming. Not here, but you did see it coming eventually. Yeah, that's it. Oh, and um, we gotta talk about this final thing, which is super short. What the fuck is Kojima doing to us? He just showed up, John. He just yeah, showed up. Kojima just showed up. I think at one point, uh, Jeff Kelly was giving his little announcement, and he he said something about abandoned. He just had to sneak it in there. And then we got like Del Toro sinking in Silent Hill. Yeah, he's like just randomly like. No, that was a jab. Game. That was a jab at Konami. He was poking fun at them. At Konami? Yes. Yeah, but why does he have to bring that shit up just randomly? Like he's talking about his film, and he's like, "Oh, you know what other thing I like? I like this game, Silent Hill. We need, they should make another one of those." So you think there's something Fucking like random. you think there's something linking all three of these phenomenons together? It's just. He's just like trolling us. That's you think Keeley's in on the trolling? Oh, for sure. I don't know. He's trolling us about Silent Hill. I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm just saying at this point, like, wait, are you saying you're not a uh, you're not a believer of what of Silent Hill? This sounds like a religion now. I don't. I'm not saying it's not Silent Hill. I just feel like at this point, like it's it, it. The moment to reveal that game has long since passed. No. With all the blue box stuff and everything, like all this stuff is like, 
Like no one cares anymore. Well, the blue box thing uh, isn't necessarily connected to. Is there any Saturday. update about that? Because we just stopped hearing about it. No, there's just this little like. Uh, this is that doesn't make sense? Is it a scam or not happening or whatever? No. Okay. Uh, like uh, blue box will say, well, they'll put out a post like we're doing new hires, right? And then like the very next day, Kojima will put like, hey, we're doing new hires. There's like all these little coincidences, coincidences all the time, mm. and it's. It's like annoying. It's frustrating. It's also fun. It's also fun. <laughs> so that's that. All right. Thank you, Johnny, for taking us home on that one. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to our uh, Dual Sense podcast up until this point. Uh, we appreciate you listening all the way through. Uh, we ask if you have any traditional comments, suggestions, questions, thoughts you would like to share, you can reach us at Duosense podcast at yahoo.com again that is duosense podcast at yahoo.com uh and i think that's about it for it to, for us tonight johnny so without further ado ladies and gentlemen thank you so much and we will catch you in a couple of days just three days because we'll do a regular episode because we're trying to get back on schedule so goodbye peace <laughs>